welcome to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Vivian Allred, former chronic illness sufferer turned trusted health practitioner. My passion is helping people to identify and address the root causes of their symptoms through my online business, Viva Natural Health. If you're struggling with confusing or stubborn symptoms that just won't go away despite your best efforts, then you're in the right place. If I can heal from a long list of symptoms and conditions, including cystic acne, hair loss, severe food reactions, and brain fog, then you can heal too. Stay tuned for weekly episodes that share expert guest interviews, Q&A, and solo episodes that are all intended to help you wherever you're at on your healing journey. The information shared on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only, and is not designed to replace the advice of your health practitioner. That said, let's get into today's episode. Hi guys, hope you're all having a good day so far. Today I'm sharing with you an Instagram live that I did, I think in August, September time. It was around when I was launching my I'm Balanced group coaching program. And I was talking all about the benefits of HTMA mineral testing how minerals are like the spark plugs of the body, how they can influence everything, but definitely our hormone health. And it was just too good not to share with you all on the podcast. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the hormones that minerals influence. And the main ones were the sex hormones. So how minerals like zinc and copper affect your estrogen or estrogen and progesterone levels, how minerals like potassium impact your blood sugar, insulin and therefore hormones like testosterone if you have a condition like PCOS and how minerals like selenium are important for the thyroid, how sodium is really amazing for the adrenals, how high calcium levels can impact all of these different hormones and can really slow your metabolism down. So I love the HTMA test. I'm not sure when this is going to be released but definitely check on my website because I launched at the end of 2022 my group coaching program I'm balanced as I said earlier and the ladies got to get a mineral test through this they learned how to interpret the results and I am hoping to launch that course or something similar in 2023 so check my website which is linked in the show notes below to see what I'm offering at the moment it might be closed for enrollment um, so always if you want to stay up to date with what I'm releasing get on my email list as well which you can do on my website or the link in the show notes again so yeah really great jam-packed information in this recording today so get yourself a pen and paper because this information is really groundbreaking and I wish I would have known about it earlier on in my health journey because I spent so long focused on the, the macronutrients, things like protein and carbs and fat, and yes, they are important, but if your minerals are off, then it's very difficult to heal your gut or to balance your hormones or to heal and recover and have clear skin. Minerals are super important, and after this episode, you will understand exactly why if you are dealing with hormonal symptoms like weight gain, premenstrual syndrome, acne, maybe you're dealing with hair loss, minerals are going to be your best friend, but ideally we should test and see exactly which minerals your body is lacking in. Because two people with fatigue might have completely different results. So I use the HTMA, the hair tissue mineral analysis all the time. Um, this is included in my one-to-one packages as well, my root cause recovery um, and relief package. So if you are wanting more in-depth 
support and really figure out what's going on with your your hormones and your minerals, then that could be a good option as well. So I will not leave you waiting any longer. Let's get straight into today's episode on the mineral and hormone connection. Yeah, we're going to do a deep dive today on the call for about an hour on minerals and how it affects different hormones in the body. So if you don't know, hormones aren't just your fertility and period hormones like estrogen and progesterone that you might be familiar with. Hormones, there's actually over 50 of them in the body and they control pretty much everything in our bodies, everything from brain function to blood sugar regulation to thyroid hormones. So the main hormones that we're going to be talking about today and are probably the ones that are causing most of your symptoms are going to be your um, thyroid, your adrenals, your sex hormones, estrogen, progesterone, and it kind of ties into testosterone as well, but that is very much driven by blood sugar, so blood sugar and insulin. All of those things are hormone related. And I'm going to go through symptoms that you might have an issue in that particular area, reasons for mineral deficiencies, because minerals are the cofactors for enzymes in the body. And our body runs off enzymes. That's how hormones are created. Hormones are used. Hormones are detoxed. You need minerals to run all of those different things. And that's why I talk so much about mineral balance. That's why I test minerals so often as well, because two people could have the exact same symptom, whether it's fatigue or PMS. But one person's mineral imbalance could be like really high levels of something. The other person, it could be completely opposite really deficient levels of something else and that's why you can't really test you can't really guess sorry you have to test for minerals when it comes to the gut it's very much like a given when someone has a gut issue especially if they have digestive symptoms but in my questioning i asked them more about their antibiotic use whether they were natural or c-section birth whether they have been on the pill because that influences the gut health and the microbiome whether they've had food poisoning So I can, a lot of the time, save them the testing with stool testing and 300 pounds or however much it costs because I've got a pretty good idea. Most people have the same imbalances over and over again. Once you've done one stool test, you've seen them all. Too many bad bacteria, not enough good bacteria, low levels of digestive enzymes, um, maybe some parasites, well, most likely parasites, but they don't always show up on a test. So I just go ahead with treatment for a lot of people and see how they get on, and then stool testing is always an option. However, with minerals, because everyone's test results are so very different, this is why I ask all of my one-to-one clients to do the test. It's actually included in the package, and this is why I'm doing my group coaching program now, because people can't heal from other things until the minerals are balanced. That's just so important, and even for my own journey, it took me so long to learn about the benefits of minerals, because in my education at college, we really just learned about a few of them, like iron, which is very misunderstood. And maybe we'll have time to touch on that, but I did a post today on Instagram, so you can look at that. And it just says about some of the downsides of iron deficiency and why iron deficiency is actually quite rare. It's not a common thing that we all think that it is. So in my own health journey, I learned about the benefits of magnesium first. And then for a while, for myself, I was just like pounding the magnesium. I thought that was the answer to everything. But now that I know minerals all work together and just hyper-focusing on one mineral could actually throw other ones out of whack. And my own test results showed that absolutely. And I just didn't feel, I felt good at the start, 
But then after a while, I started to get other side effects because I was just focusing on one mineral and not understanding the synergistic effects and how everything has a knock-on effect on everything else. And some of the main things that the test showed me when I, I've done about three or four tests now, I'm actually waiting for my results for this year because I do at least one mineral test every single year. But it was actually a her mineral test that started to give me insight as to something else deeper going on in my body. And for me, it was mold exposure. I was massively inflamed and massively stressed based on the first test that I ever did. My sodium level was through the roof. And I was eating healthy amounts of salt in my diet. I wasn't doing anything too crazy. And my lifestyle was pretty low stress. I, I mean, I wasn't feeling great, but I wasn't working a massive amount at that time. I wasn't stressed because I had kids or anything like that. So it just didn't make sense. So me seeing on that her mineral test that my body was like extremely stressed, inflamed, holding onto all of this sodium and water weight, then I started to look deeper. I was like, right, it's not just going to be something basic on here that's something basic in my life that I'm missing. It's something more extreme. I just saw a question from Amy. Are there any specific mineral markers that can suggest mold? Um, yeah, there's a few. So there's a few different connections with even mold and heavy metals. So they tend to go together. So your heavy metals might be very high or actually falsely suppressed on the mineral test. Um, you can't just look at the test and think, oh, that's high or that's low, so that must be a given. You have to learn how to interpret the test, and I've done this through training, and it's just not what it seems. That's why it's always good to learn about the interpretation. That's what I'm offering in my course, my um, my new course. But for me and my – so I've seen clients with mold on this, but for me with my mold exposure, it was really low levels of calcium, magnesium, very high levels of sodium, and I was holding on to 20 kilograms of excess weight. In the past couple of years, you've probably seen it in pictures and how I look. I have just lost so much water weight and puffiness and inflammation. That's about 42 to 45 pounds, if you don't know about kilograms. And that was without focusing on my diet. I honestly didn't change my diet. If anything, I was eating a little bit less healthy than I used to. And my exercise was the same if not less again and I just lost the weight effortlessly by addressing minerals and addressing the causes of my mineral imbalances too other people though they might have very high levels when they have a mold exposure of things like calcium and magnesium um, and they might have burned through their electrolytes so that's sodium and potassium they might have burned through their electrolyte stores so this is why I'm saying like two people could have mold illness or um, anxiety and have completely opposite results. So there's not like one set pattern that everyone has. The high sodium was like one of the main things that I found for myself, but it was that low calcium and low magnesium for me that were making a huge impact as well because those minerals are known as the, the master minerals, calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium are the master minerals. And because my calcium was so low, from going on a dairy-free diet in part for so long, like literally 10 years without eating hardly any dairy. And I tried dairy-free um, calcium sources, so spinach and all of that stuff. I even tried supplementing with calcium, which I never really suggest, but I just was at an extreme low level that it was like getting a little bit concerning. And I knew the importance of calcium, but I honestly couldn't tolerate a ton of dairy 
because I had more work to do on my stomach acid levels, um, clearing parasites and improving my mold exposure and all of that. But because those levels were really low, I had major issues with histamine. This is how it plays into other things in the body. Calcium and magnesium help to regulate your mast cells, which are your histamine producing cells. So because I had really low levels, my mast cells were just really leaky and were just spewing out histamine all the time. So as I increased my calcium and my magnesium, then my histamine intolerance or mast cell, because it got to the point where it was literally mast cell activation, extreme histamine intolerance. I am so much more stable with that now and I hardly have any issues. I just need to be mindful around my period because there's this whole hormonal connection, but that's another story. Um, I just need to be a little bit mindful of not overdoing it with histamine-rich food because I'm still only two years out from like major toxic exposure. I need to give my body time. So you can just see how, how many ways the minerals can affect your body. But yeah, I want to get onto the, the main ones today, talking about hormonal health. Um, a question. So Amy said her magnesium and calcium are really balanced. Exactly. So it for you, it might be a different pattern that you see, even if we had the same trigger. And I've never seen any mineral test result that's completely fine and has no nothing to work on. Every person who has done a test, whether they're symptomatic or not, because I have some clients doing it as a, a retest just to keep the body healthy and figure out how to support the body ongoing. There's always been something and it's always best to nip it in the bud as quickly as possible. So the test, Monika, is the Her Tissue Mineral Analysis. And this is the test that's included in my new group coaching program. So everyone who enrolls in the course, I'm going to talk a little bit more about it shortly. They get a mineral test included within that. And I teach you how to interpret the results um, and which supplements and recommendations that you need to balance things out. Okay. So starting off, I want to go through, um, oh, and also just to mention a really another common mistake that I see that happened in my test was that my copper levels were actually getting really low. And copper is another one important for immune system function and also regulating iron. So look at the post today about iron issues and that, that even go to iron overload and too much iron in the body, which was what I was prone to. Early on in my health journey, low iron was always an issue, and that was contributing to my um, hair loss and fatigue. And it was because I wasn't absorbing the iron from my diet, and I had really low levels of copper and vitamin A, which are the cofactors. But then a few years later, like in the, the past few years, when I was still trying to figure out what was going on, my iron was actually getting on the high end of normal. So a high ferritin level, which is a very big sign of inflammation, but it also causes inflammation too. So because for such a long time, I was so focused on zinc, zinc and copper need to be kept in check. So I was just focusing on zinc on its own, trying to control my acne because I was hearing about it for immune health during like the past few years with the virus. I was just doing zinc on its own. And that really pushed my copper levels way too low. So you can see how helping one issue or symptom can actually make another problem worse. Okay, so on to how minerals affect your thyroid. We'll start with that first. And Kim asks, can electrolytes cause heart palpitations? If you mean an electrolyte deficiency, yes. But even if you mean that's like one of the main causes is a deficiency in um, calcium, magnesium, sodium, or potassium. 
But if you start taking electrolytes as a supplement, it can trigger heart palpitations as well. Sometimes it's just a temporary reaction as your body's getting used to the the uh, minerals again. Because if it's been really deficient for a long period of time, adding them back in could be a good thing, but it can just cause a little bit of a imbalance um, and a little bit of an adjustment initially. Amy's asking, would you interpret her tests? Um, so I do this with my one-on-one clients. If you've already had one done and you want me to interpret it, I do that through my one-on-one packages. But the group coaching program, I'm going to teach you how to interpret your results, which I think is better because I'm not just telling you, like, here, here's what you need to do. I'm telling you, like, if you do a test moving forward, here's how you interpret it so you can keep running it yourself. So I know that so many people need help, but there's only, like, so many hours in a day that I have to work. So I'd rather people be able to address some things on their own and then turn to a practitioner when they really need personalized advice. Kim says, is it recommended to take a full mineral supplement to avoid deficiencies? No, because let's say you are deficient. So you you take a multi-mineral complex. It might have magnesium in there, which you need, but it might have selenium in there, which you actually don't need because you're getting plenty from your diet. And if you start taking selenium when your body doesn't need it, it will start to push down other things in the system. Okay, so thyroid function. So symptoms of thyroid imbalances that might you might be experiencing is just anything. And it's I'm going to talk more underactive because that's mainly the most common one that we see. But there is an overactive element, which will still be driven by minerals and potentially autoimmune as well. But underactive thyroid you're going to have just sluggish symptoms from top down. So her growth can slow down, brain function can slow down, low mood, anxiety, joint pain, constipation, fatigue, sleep issues, weight gain. Just think anything that you, any part of your body just slowing down, healing, recovery, detox. The reasons that mineral deficiencies and imbalances happen there's a few different ones, but the main ones um, are going to be things like medication usage, particularly antidepressants and hormonal birth control. Hormonal birth control is a big one. Most of you on here have probably taken it at one point or another. And I was only on it for two years and it completely messed up my body. So if you've been on it for longer than that or at any point, if you've never fully gone into your body and restored the damage, so to speak, that was done, you're likely still going to have a problem because they create such big mineral imbalances that unfortunately a healthy diet alone isn't going to resolve because of the next the next factor, which is the fact that the soil is so deficient, our food is so deficient in minerals these days. There used to be this post that went around and it was talking about the nutrients from an apple 40 years ago versus the nutrients from an apple now. And it's so much lower in antioxidants and vitamin C and all of those things. And it's because we're um, depleting the soil, farming practices, processed foods. So many people are choosing packaged processed foods instead of real whole locally grown organic foods. So that's going to be your best bet if you want to get mineral rich foods is to eat organic and local. Because as soon as the crop has been harvested, it starts to deplete in key minerals. Um, chronic stress is another one and stress is this big umbrella term that takes into consideration like emotional stress, modern day worries, traffic, social media, 5G and Wi-Fi, suppressed emotions. Another big one is childhood trauma and there's a 
a big category of trauma as well. It could be something big, and that's typically what we think of in terms of abuse, neglect, rape, seeing someone die in your family. And it could be a smaller trauma, like being bullied, moving around a lot as a child, having a parent with alcohol issues or anxiety or depression. Any of those are classified as trauma. And stress burns through your minerals rapidly as well, so it can contribute to some mineral deficiencies in the body. And there are more, but last but not least I want to mention is synthetic supplements. So people trying to do a good thing for the body with taking supplements and trying to keep on top of the nutrient levels. But actually, this is a big driver of mineral imbalances that I see in practice. A classic one is vitamin D. Vitamin D might be low on a blood test or someone could just choose to take it because they hear about the benefits to immune system and mood and they're told that they need it because they live in England and it's winter. But there are so many examples of people making minerals worse because vitamin D, especially from a supplement, is going to push your calcium higher. It's not the same with sunlight vitamin D. That's why that is the optimal way to get it. But if you supplement with a synthetic form of vitamin D that isn't natural, it's going to push your calcium higher and can actually make your thyroid worse. Because we're going to talk about the thyroid and calcium connection in a second. So that's just one example of how synthetic supplements can make things more imbalanced when you're trying to do a good thing. Thyroid symptoms we've covered. So the connection between minerals and thyroid, there's a few. So in order to create thyroid hormone, you need minerals like iodine. The HTMA, the Herd Tissue Mineral Analysis, doesn't test iodine directly. That needs to be done through a urine test. However, there are seven signs on the HTMA that can indicate an iodine deficiency, and it's pretty accurate. So iodine is needed to make thyroid hormone. So you could have an iodine deficiency. You need selenium and zinc to convert thyroid hormone from T4 to T3, so in, in order to use it properly. You also need good potassium levels to use thyroid hormone and take that into the cell. So on a blood test, you might have plenty of thyroid hormone. It could look absolutely perfect on a blood test to you, your doctor, even me. But if you have a potassium deficiency, which is a key electrolyte, you can't take that thyroid hormone from the bloodstream and use it. There's another very common imbalance called a calcium shell. You might have heard me talk about this on my stories quite a lot. because It's one of the top ones that I see. But having this excess calcium build up in the body, so it's not that you have too much, it's that it's in the wrong place. Rather than it being in the bones and the teeth, where 99% of it should be, when you have a calcium shell, it means that it's building up in the soft tissue. And that blocks the cell from being able to use and access the thyroid hormone so it's like a barrier to entry those are the main thyroid and mineral connectors then we go on to where are my notes next one is your adrenals these are your stress glands that sit on top of the kidneys and they produce things like um, adrenaline cortisol and certain hormones like testosterone and DHEA signs that you might have an adrenal issue they're very similar to thyroid because they go hand in hand quite a lot but it can go either way so an underactive adrenal function can cause fatigue difficulties healing difficulties 
building or maintaining muscle mass. It can cause depression. It can cause hormone deficiencies because things like testosterone are made there, like I just said. You can just feel like you can't mount a good stress response anymore. You've just burnt out. But it can go the other way. So you might have excess adrenal function and too much cortisol, too much adrenaline, and have symptoms like anxiety, restlessness, sweating, insomnia, worrying, just monkey mind going over and over. So those are symptoms of adrenal issues. The main minerals you need for healthy, strong adrenals are going to be magnesium is a huge one. Magnesium is one of the first minerals that we burn through when we're stressed. And pretty much everyone on the HDMA test has a magnesium imbalance. But it also depends on the order of operations into which way, into which mineral needs to be addressed first. You can't just go jumping straight to a magnesium imbalance if other ones are out of whack, just as an example. The other important ones for adrenal health are the electrolytes, sodium and potassium. These are the key spark plugs for your body to make energy. And your adrenals are really about energy production. They get you out of bed in the morning. They help you function. They give you good, stable energy throughout the day. So if you're having just constant low energy, or particularly there's certain times of the day that if your energy goes weird, it's likely an adrenal issue. So that's going to be 3 to 4 p.m. in the afternoon. It's called the, the mid-afternoon slump. Many office workers experience that. Or it's that you get a second wind of energy in the evening. So as you're meant to be winding down and going to bed, if you all of a sudden get the urge to clean your house or put on a film or start like doing work at 10 o'clock at night, then that's a classic sign that you have adrenal issues, adrenal imbalances, and it can be triggered by mineral imbalances a lot of the time. And you could be doing all of the stress management things in the world and still have adrenal issues if your minerals are off. That's how important it is. It needs to be addressed from all different angles. And this is why people, they're saying that they're doing all the right things, they're eating well, they're going to yoga, they're meditating, but they still have these symptoms. And it's because minerals need to be looked at specifically. Um, have I missed any for adrenals? No, it's mainly magnesium, sodium, and potassium for adrenal function. Do you love coffee, but have been told it's bad and needs to be avoided if you're struggling with hormone imbalances like acne, PMS, and period problems? Honestly, most coffee out there should be avoided because the majority are contaminated with things like mold and pesticides, which can drive inflammation and those feelings like anxiousness and jitteriness after drinking. But what if I told you there was a coffee option that tastes great, is organic and mold free, and also provides healing properties from reishi mushroom spores. Enter Organo King Coffee, my latest obsession. I didn't drink it for years because it would always wreck my sleep and leave me feeling like an anxious mess. But King Coffee does the exact opposite. Don't worry, it's not one of those fake coffee alternatives made from herbs. And if you've tried other mushroom coffee brands out there, I promise this one actually tastes good and is way better and provides so many more health benefits. If you haven't already heard of the benefits of reishi mushroom or Ganoderma, then let me give you a quick overview. It's known as the king of medicinal mushroom family due to its superpowers such as supporting healthy immune balance and being an adrenal adaptogen. 
This means if your immune system's overactive due to autoimmunity, all suppressed because of things like chronic infections, and you're not really sure if your cortisol levels are high or low, the ratio can help to balance things out and it promotes homeostasis within the body. It's also antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, anti-inflammatory, pretty much everything that we want from a product. Because of its potency, I'd recommend starting slowly if you're someone who's struggling with more complex chronic health issues or is sensitive. If you're thinking, why can't I just take a reishi mushroom supplement? Good question. Organo use a patented process to gently crack the inner and outer shell, offering 99% bioavailability of the reishi mushroom spores. I also explain this as being like the differences with probiotics, the regular lactobacillus, bifidobacterium options that we can all buy readily in health food shops have some benefit, but nowhere near as much as the spore-based probiotics that I use all the time with clients. Wanting to give Organo King Coffee a try for yourself? Visit vivanaturalhealth.myorganogold.com. This will all be spelled out and linked in the episode show notes and also my bio link on Instagram. I really hope you love it as much as I do, but now let's get back to the show. The next one is your sex hormones. So this is the one that we typically think of when we talk about hormones, things like estrogen or estrogen, wherever you're from, and progesterone. And I'll touch on testosterone, but that can be tied into the next one as well, linking to blood sugar. So your sex hormones are massively affected by minerals as well, because as I said at the start, you need minerals to make, use, and clear hormones once they've been finished with. Once your body has used something like estrogen, it's considered a toxin and your body should get rid of it quickly. Your liver is the main organ that does that. It's the filter, it's the clearance system for the body. And your liver, if you've ever seen like a liver nutrient chart on Google, if you just search like liver detoxification nutrients, you can see how many nutrient requirements your liver has in order to function. It's quite a lot. And a lot of them are minerals and vitamins and antioxidants. So once your body has used, estrogen needs to be cleared. If it doesn't, then you can end up with estrogen dominant type symptoms and very long term, especially if it keeps getting recirculated and you have extra inflammation in the body, then unfortunately you can end up with hormone dependent cancers or things like fibroids, growths, tumors, cysts. So the minerals that are important for sex hormone balance, the main one is going to be zinc, copper, and again, things like magnesium, pretty much all of them. Minerals are important for all of your different hormones. And sex hormones usually go out of whack when things like adrenals and thyroid are out of whack. So I wanted to touch on it specifically. So copper is a big one. And again, in that iron post today, I talked a little bit more about copper and how it's so overlooked. Even in the functional medicine world, copper is like very overlooked and very misunderstood. And when I first started running HTMA tests, I the way that I learned about it was that copper is like the bad guy. We want to get rid of excess copper. We want to try and detox it because it causes a lot of issues. However, I really like don't agree with that. I think copper is a natural, healthy, important mineral, really important for things like iron regulation, immune system, histamine regulation, even the color of your hair is and color of your skin is regulated by copper so if you're like premature graying could be a copper issue but like with other minerals on the htma test if you just look at that 
without the untrained eye, you have to look for very specific signs of copper being a problem. You can't just look at the exact reading and think, oh, that's normal. So it must be fine. There's five different hidden signs of a copper problem that I always investigate um, and will be teaching about in the program. But copper, when it's not necessarily high, it can be high in some people if you've been on the copper coil or if you're being exposed to copper pipes in your house or you eat a vegan diet and just a lot of copper-rich foods and not a lot of zinc, then you can definitely have a copper issue. But copper issues can also be that copper is imbalanced with zinc and they're just out of ratio. Or it could be that the copper is bio-unavailable, like your body can't actually use it properly. So it's still like cure deficient, but it's there, it's just not accessible. But when copper is imbalanced, it can really mess with your estrogen or estrogen levels. It has very like estrogenic properties and can also cause a lot of mental health symptoms. So whenever someone has PMS, PMDD, or they have anxiety, depression that gets worse with the menstrual cycle, I'm always thinking copper is a factor. Copper is also really important at regulating yeast levels in the body. So when you have um, constant thrush, chronic thrush, fungal nails, fungal rashes, fungal acne, copper needs to be investigated because if you have low levels, you're never going to get that yeast infection overgrowth under control. Zinc, on the other hand, is more associated with testosterone and also progesterone. So that's why we should have this nice, even balance of copper and zinc so that all of those top female hormones are kept in check. But for a number of reasons, people end up with imbalances either way, high copper, low zinc, high zinc, low copper like I had. Um, supplements do this quite a lot. If you've just been supplementing with zinc at any time in the past, then you could be at risk. If you've been on the copper coil or a vegan vegetarian diet, you could also be at risk of that too. What else do I want to say about hormones? Does anyone have any questions so far on any of that? So with copper, it can have heavy metal-like properties when it's imbalanced. But the thing with copper is that it has so many good beneficial roles as well. So the goal isn't to just clear all copper out of the body. Actually, having imbalanced copper is more of a symptom of something deeper. So you want to make sure that you're um, clearing it properly, so that you're not constipated, that you're consuming enough zinc in your diet. And sometimes you need to supplement with zinc or copper on their own, but I prefer to get nutrients through whole food form. So a classic example would be something like beef liver or oysters. They both come with not only zinc, but copper at the same time. So someone asked, is this the same for balancing male hormones? Yeah, male and female have estrogen, um, testosterone, smaller amounts of progesterone. Um, so with the zinc, they're going to they're gonna push a lot of that zinc into more testosterone than progesterone. Whereas women, we should ideally be pushing it more towards progesterone than testosterone. What about choline? Um, choline is um, more of a vitamin. It is important for a ton of different things. It has similar benefits to folate or folic acid, really important for liver health, brain function, um, but it's not really tying into this conversation on minerals, um, but it is important for hormone balance and thyroid hormone and everything else that we're discussing. But let's get back to the very last hormone connection that I want to talk about, which is the blood sugar and insulin and like metabolic health connection. 
This can also impact the hormone testosterone. So if you have PCOS or suspect that you do because you have maybe symptoms like acne, excessive hair growth on your face or body, which is known as hirsutism, or you have hair loss on your head or your skin and hair is really greasy, um, you have fertility issues, ovulation issues, low progesterone. This can all come under the PCOS category. But the reason that that's under the blood sugar one is because that's usually the cause of an imbalance. When you have high blood sugar, high insulin or spikes and crashes, that really in females has a massive impact on your um, androgens, which is testosterone, androstenedione, etiocalanolone. There's a few of them, but we'll just use testosterone for now as an example. The minerals that are really important for blood sugar regulation Obviously, all of them are, but the main ones are going to be calcium and magnesium. So calcium helps to, they both are involved in insulin regulation. So calcium helps to stimulate insulin release, whereas magnesium helps to block it. So if you have a high calcium but low magnesium, you're going to be in this hyperinsulin state. And that can cause issues with weight and definitely hormones and that whole PCOS picture. Um, it can cause issues with your thyroid. So when blood sugar and insulin's high, your thyroid slows down, and then your estrogen can go up as a response too. You might have sugar cravings. Uh, you might have excessive hunger, especially for carbs, um, especially after you've just eaten a meal. If you always want something sweet afterwards, then this is probably going to be a blood sugar imbalance. You might just constantly be thinking about food, you might always have to have a snack on hand or in your purse just in case, God forbid, you go like two hours without eating. You might also wake up in the morning and not have an appetite. That's also a sign of a blood sugar and also digestive issue. Another symptom of imbalanced blood sugar is waking up in the night frequently. And this is because your blood sugar, if it's spiking and crashing throughout the day, that will probably continue on into the evening. So even when you're asleep and you're fasting, your blood sugar crashes, that's a life or death situation to your body. So in response to keep you alive, it produces cortisol and adrenaline, which wakes you up because those hormones are the opposite of melatonin, the sleep hormone. And that's where um, frequent waking comes in, definitely frequent urination. It's not that your bladder's waking you up when you have to go and pee in the night. It's that you're waking up anyway, and then you realize that you need to go to the bathroom, and then you go. We should be sleeping through all night without any disturbances. And sometimes this happened with me. I didn't think that I was waking up in the night until I tracked my sleep on an aura ring. And then I realized like every hour I was unconsciously like waking up and I was awake for a little bit of time. Can't remember it, but it was happening. And no wonder I was waking up tired the next day or had hormone imbalances or wasn't healing is because I wasn't getting good quality sleep and mineral imbalances were causing a huge issue for me and will probably be a factor in your situation as well. Another one for the blood sugar piece is potassium again. So when I said in the thyroid section that potassium carries thyroid hormone into the cell, it does that for blood sugar too. And it's really common um, that people have low potassium levels when they've been on a low carb diet. It's because a lot of carbohydrate foods have potassium in there. So it's going to be things like fruit, dairy products, um, squash, sweet potatoes. They're the best forms of 
potassium. So if you go on a low carb diet to regulate your blood sugar, it's just a symptom managing thing. It's not fixing the underlying cause. The whole time that could have been, you could have had blood sugar issues or weight issues um, that you've got on a low carb diet for because of mineral imbalances. So you can see how you're helping one thing, you're making something else worse in the meantime. Um, and this is why people can go on a low carb diet and then really struggle to reintroduce carbs in. And then that's where carbs get the blame. It's because they go low carb, the body gets used to running on stress hormones, burning ketones as fuel instead. And then they run into a major potassium deficiency. Then when they try to reintroduce carbs, because they're so potassium deficient, they can't use them. And then they say, see, like it is the carbs. I can't tolerate them. I get really lightheaded or um, tired when I've eaten them. But it's actually a mineral imbalance. And the longer that you stay in a low-carb diet for, the worse that is going to get over time. So you need that potassium to, to take the blood sugar from the bloodstream, use it, and use glucose as energy, sugar as energy, which is what we're designed to use. So if you, if you have a known blood sugar issue, or you suspect it based on the symptoms that I said, the issue probably isn't the carbs. I'm guessing most of you are already eating healthy diets, healthy forms of carbohydrates. You're not eating like white pasta, tons of bread, um, bagels, all of that stuff. So if you've cleaned up your diet, but you still have an issue with carbs, you want to look deeper at mineral imbalances. I'm just going to see if I've got any questions. Um, Sarah says, I'm super histamine intolerant and mold sensitive, but do great on raw milk. Does it really provide minerals in your opinion? Yeah, definitely. So raw dairy, if you can tolerate it. Um, and even if you can't tolerate regular dairy, it's worth trying raw dairy because it's like a completely different food. It's got all of the natural enzymes and probiotics in there that help you to use it better. So I really didn't do well on regular milk and dairy, but do absolutely amazingly on raw dairy. Now I can tolerate both, but I had to start really slow after having not drank it or eaten dairy for over 10 years. But raw milk is actually quite friendly to those with histamine issues. And as long as you're getting a fresh source, there shouldn't be any contamination um, with mold. If the cows have been given the correct diet, which is grass, they're not going to be eating moldy grains. So it's actually quite a safe food. It's when the dairy becomes fermented and made into cheese and kefir, um, the risk for a histamine reaction and mold growth increases. So if you can tolerate it, Sarah, I think it's a, like a really nutritious food and really good for mineral balance. Um, PMDD, is it that copper is high and not low? Um, most of the time, it can be high, actually high, like too high because of copper coils, vegan diets, or um, copper pipes and things, just like a too, too high exposure. But it could also be that it's biounavailable copper. So it could be that you're kind of deficient. It's in the body, but you just can't use it properly. Rose asks, can a copper IUD cause overactive thyroid? Um, yeah, potentially. So copper can stimulate estrogen, and estrogen and thyroid have a, um, a connection, as do the adrenals. Um, it's not like a direct, yes, it does in like every single case, but heavy metals are implicated with overactive thyroid. Um, and as I said before, copper, when it's dysregulated, can have heavy metal-like properties, and it's just a big stress to the body. Um, but when your copper is high, 
or unavailable or unbalanced, same with any other mineral, it starts to push other ones down. Some of them can be really dominant, like calcium and copper. When they're high, they push others down. And that's why if you don't address them quickly enough, it can run into like other deficiencies and imbalances along the way. Lydia asked, how do you feel about shilajit for minerals? Um, I like it. I think it's a good kind of balanced formula and I would consider it under that like whole food nutrient category. Um, but in some cases, the mineral imbalances that I see on a, a test, they're just too extreme or they've been going on for such a long time that shilajit isn't enough to like make a major excess come down or a major deficiency go up. So if someone's levels aren't too bad, that could just be like a nice overall blend of minerals that's not too synthetic. It's like what our bodies are designed to be exposed to. However, if someone has like crazy imbalances, I would rather address that first with individual minerals to make a change for a short period of time and then go on to something more balanced long-term and really focus on food as medicine and these like whole food nutrient supplements. But a healthy diet on its own and just some basic supplements like this sometimes aren't enough like you need to go in with therapeutic levels of certain supplements and then maintain with more food and um herbs and stuff like that long term okay so let me just check my notes um if there's anything else we've covered as a recap and just a reminder i am going to upload this in a few months onto my podcast and bring it back my podcast in january which i'm really excited about and this will be one of the episodes in there that's been repurposed. In the next few days, if you want to watch the replay, I'm going to upload it onto YouTube, but only for a limited amount of time, maybe two to three days. And then I'm going to take it down. So if you want to watch it back, make sure you do that over the next couple of days. But as I said, halfway through the call, the best place if you want to get more education on minerals, and this has just been a deep dive into hormones, but there's other things that um, I share about on my group coaching program, then that's the place that you want to be. If you really want to understand your minerals, what's going on, even if you've related to some of these symptoms that I've said, don't just assume that you have that definite problem. If you heard me talk about calcium and how it affects thyroid, if you know that you have a thyroid issue or symptom, don't just assume that you also have a thyroid issue and start like researching and treating that because you might not do. It is common, but it's not everyone. There's plenty of thyroid cases where calcium is low. That's what happened with me. I had a really low calcium. I still had a thyroid issue. It, was, it wasn't it was the um, the biggest cause. I had thyroid issues for other reasons. I know so many of you like want to work with someone and have been asking for a lower price option. This is why I made this course. And I want you to be educated. I don't want to be working with my clients forever. I want to teach you how to take care of your body, how to test your minerals, how to adapt and tweak things and see exactly what your body is asking for through the HER test. So it looks at different minerals in the body, um, calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium, zinc and selenium, um, but also heavy metals like arsenic and mercury. So if you suspect heavy metal toxicity, which is a really common root cause of chronic health issues, especially things like chronic pain, chronic immune system disorders like autoimmunity, chronic fatigue, um, neurological symptoms and mood issues. Heavy metals are massive and 
we can clean up our homes as much as we can, which is always recommended. But you could have run into um, a big exposure 10 years ago and you've not been able to detox that because you've not known which specific metal is the problem. And each metal has a bit of a different treatment protocol. Like certain ones have a better affinity to certain supplements and herbs. So that will be covered in the course as well. And yeah, you get access to me, you get access to a community. And there's already six women signed up. They're getting started with the her test. And we want the results to be back next month at some point so that you can start implementing all the recommendations. And then you're ready for the live call, which starts on the 19th of October. I'll just show quickly when the other calls are. It's going to be at the same time and day as this Instagram live. But um, on the 19th of October, the first one, that is really going to be like an introductory call. Everyone gets to know each other. And I share a little bit more about mindset. And this is really important. I think it's missed quite a lot because I don't want this just to be something that you do for a few months and then you just go back to all of your unhealthy habits that led you to where you are in the first place. Like if stress caused all of your mineral imbalances, you do really well for eight weeks and then you just go back to how you were living. It's not going to be a success. And I want this to be something that benefits your health long term. So the first call is about um, mindset, the importance of minerals in more detail. Um, and then the second call is about two weeks later, 2nd of November, um, all at the same time, 7pm UK time on a Wednesday. If for whatever reason you can't make one of the calls, it's always best to figure the best results to join the calls live because then you can ask your questions specifically um, and I think you just get more out of it. But if even if not, you can access a replay the very next day so you can still join and learn everything if you're working or you can't do a particular time so call two is going to be on more in-depth why mineral imbalances occur um even things like trauma how it affects us how heavy metals can deplete your minerals there's a connection between um, metals and minerals when you're when you have an excess of something like arsenic that's going to deplete your zinc or when you're zinc deficient you may be absorbing more mercury from your environment so you have to look at both aspects and behind the scenes you learn more about nutrition so we don't cover the same things on the call as we do behind the scenes with the videos but um, I talk behind the scenes about the role of nutrition how to access really nutrient-dense foods how to stabilize your blood sugar and the best foods for each individual mineral what you want to be adding into your diet um, how you want to be exercising when you have mineral imbalances and what I think is the best um, environmental-wise and stress-wise. And then call three will be on the 16th of October. And this is a deep dive into how minerals affect the body. So kind of like today's call, um, we'll cover hormones again, but also things like your gut health, um, your mitochondria, your skin, and your brain function. And then depending on which area you're struggling most with, so if you've got digestive issues, you'll get behind the scenes more specific recommendations on what you could be doing to improve that. And you'll get my supplement recommendations. So it's not going to be just take these supplements and mask the problem. Supplements are going to be recommended because they make a big difference. And these often make big imbalances um, improve quickly, which is what we want. So there will be recommendations and practitioner grade supplements 
So there's um, different dispensary websites in Europe, UK, America that I use with clients and you can get access to all of the great products with um, client discount. They ship worldwide as well. And this is open to anyone worldwide as long as you feel like you can put in the commitment, you're ready to make a change, you're ready to get help, um, then I'll happily have you. If you have any lingering questions, then you can always send me a DM, send me an email. So this round is going to be the lowest price that it's ever going to be. And there's only 10 spaces available, but there's already been six taken. So four spaces from what I know, it might have changed. Um, so if you are interested, ask your questions quickly if possible and jump in to the course, get your mineral test done. And then I will see you all in the live call starting next month. I'm honestly so excited about this. There's also going to be a Facebook group that you'll be added to. So be like a little community. Um, you can support each other, connect with people and also share your wins, celebrate with each other and ask your questions in the Facebook group as well between the live calls. Okay, this was very informative, I hope, and I need to rest my voice now. Thank you all for joining live. Thank you, Sarah, for the love, and I hope you all enjoyed it. So enjoy the rest of your day, wherever you are in the world, and thank you again for joining me live. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would love for you to leave me a rating and review on your podcast app, as this helps to support the show and it allows it to reach more people with this valuable information. Come and say hi over on Instagram. I'm at Viva Natural Health. And if you haven't already, check out my website, vivanaturalhealth.co.uk for tons more free resources and to discover how I could support you further. I currently offer one-on-one -on -one consultation packages if you want my top level support then more affordable group programs and self-paced online courses. So there really is something for everyone. If you're ready to change and get some answers but aren't sure which option would be best, take that first step today and apply for a free enrollment call on my website and we'll discuss the best steps for you to take in order to achieve hormonal harmony. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll see you back here next week for another episode.